stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm actually going solo again to talk about forever stocks. Recently, I did a value investor podcast on when you should sell value stocks, and some of you replied to me on stock twits that the answer was basically never, and that there are some stocks that are simply buy and hold until retirement, those types of stocks. Basically, they are the hold forever stocks. But is there such a thing? We had a debate over there on stock twits, and then I decided eh, I should probably do a podcast on this because a lot of people seem to think that there is and that you can just basically buy um, whatever stock and only these certain ones, the forever stocks, and then not really pay any attention to them and then wake up 25 years later and all is well. <laughs> but um, so I wanted to talk about that. Like, can you do that? And um, what do you do if, you know, things change in an industry or with that business or with the leadership and all these other things, right? Um, so I thought I'd take a look and see what some of the, what I would consider to be popular types of companies that people would think that they could be forever stocks, whether or not they have been even just over the last 20 years, so to speak. And what you think um, may be a buy and hold stock may not be as you go along, right? So if you're, if you taking a nap and you pass out and you're going to wake up Rumpelstiltskin type of thing, you know, 10 or 20 years from now, a lot of things could be changing in that time period. And I, I like to think about um, certainly in some of the industries, and one of the key ones is the auto industry, right? So remember the phrase that used to be used? It used to be something like, wither GM, wither the U.S. economy. So wherever GM went, so did the U.S. economy because it was such a bellwether of what was going on. But does anyone use that phrase today? I haven't heard that phrase used in a decade, maybe longer. It might be whether Walmart or Amazon weather the U.S. economy nowadays, but not GM. And so that just goes to show you like what can change over the course of the long-term horizon if you are a long-term investor and you're literally going to buy and hold until retirement, which could be decades away for some of you. So there have been a lot of forever investors in the auto stocks over the years, though, right? Like there just were in because it was considered this bellwether back in the 70s, 80s, even the 90s. Yet um, General Motors, which is ticker GM, their chart only goes back to 2010 because that's when it went IPO again after the bailouts from the, the Great Recession from the financial crisis. So GM itself hasn't even been a buy and hold and wait until retirement type of situation because a lot of investors got burned thinking that it was. Um, and I took a look to see what it has done since that IPO, which was, it looks like January 2011. So the shares are up 
during that time, but just 3.2% since January 2011. The S&P is up 161% during that same time period. So hasn't been real good for those who decided to get back in and like buy and hold this. You do get a dividend, which is pretty sizable over the last couple of years, but even then, even compounding the dividend, you're you're not doing well there. Then I just thought I'd take a look at Ford, ticker F. That stayed public all these years, so I can go back nearly 20 years. So I went back to January 3rd, 2000, and I looked through November 1st, 2019. So almost um, a full 20 years, just one month shy there, of the, or no, two months shy of the 20 years. But those shares are down 66.8% during that time period versus the S&P up 121%. And as we know, most of the stock market struggled in that first decade or so past uh, the Great Recession until stocks bottomed in 2009. And then they started, um, you know, with the nice rally that we've seen in the last 10 years so not surprising, even the S&P, while 121% is great, that's mostly in the in the, the last few years and not so much at the beginning part of the last 20 years. But still, Ford, again, down 66.8% versus S&P up 121. But I know what you're thinking. You're like, eh, nobody would ever buy an automaker as a forever stock, right? Um, well... I know some of you have been buying the current hot automaker, Tesla, right? T-S-L-A. Over the years, it is up big off of its initial IPO, um, but not doing too much in recent years. But it is expected to finally become profitable next year. So if you take a look at those earnings, it is pretty impressive to see the turnaround. So they're supposed to lose 50 cents this year in 2019. But next year, expect to see a gain of $5.73. That's a big change, right? To go from a loss of 50 cents to like, eh, I think we'll make $5.73 next year. It's a 1,244% gain in the earnings growth. So maybe we're finally going to see Tesla being profitable. The shares, um, like I said, haven't been doing much in the recent past, but if you've owned them from the beginning, but I don't know how many people have, they're up pretty big there. Um, but I know you're thinking, eh, I don't even care about the auto stocks. Those are crazy. And I'm not buying those as my forever stocks. I'm buying, you know, the number one industry, the hot place to be where it's easy to make money and it just goes on and on for forever. Right. And that would be the tech stocks. So I took a look at Apple and I know a lot of you are using that as an example because of its recent hot performance again this year. And it's uh, not been bad since um, the last 20 years. But if you recall, or maybe you don't, in the late 1990s, it was literally 30 days away from declaring bankruptcy. It was out of money. It was in a, in a dire straits. And it had to be bailed out by Microsoft, of all people. They loaned them some money in exchange for some shares, which I wonder if I, I've always wondered if they still own those. Uh, or if they've sold them over the years. But um, so, yeah, they had to be bailed out. So if you were thinking like, oh, it's so easy to pick these forever stocks, it's so obvious, maybe not so obvious. 
Um, I did take a look at those nearly 20-year returns, and yes, that's been a ride to behold because Apple, ticker AAPL, is up 7,112% in that time period. So um, yeah, not just this year that's been good. But uh, I, I wanted to look at a couple of the other names, right? Because Apple is always used as the example of, oh, this could be the forever stock, even though they were almost in bankruptcy <laughs> not that long ago. And Microsoft is another one that I know many people this year in particular, or maybe the last two years because it's gotten hot again, are thinking like, oh, that's a forever stock. It's so obvious. Well, since January 3rd, 2000 through November 1st, 2019, those shares are up 209%, not the 7,112% of Apple, 209% versus 121% again for the S&P 500. And it underperformed the S&P until 2018 when it finally broke out. And that's when we've seen this hot performance over the last, say, two years. So it was probably pretty hard to call this your forever stock for the 18 years prior to that when it was really underperforming the S&P 500. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. I did take a look at Cisco as well because that was a big name in the 1990s. And a lot of people would have thought like, oh, Cisco, that's going to be around forever they're on the enterprise side and, um, you know, just everybody needs what they do with the networking. And there are a lot of fans of them. Cisco ticker S or CSCO is the ticker there. But uh, I took a look from January 3rd, 2000 through November 1st, 2019. The shares are down, actually down 17.2% versus, again, S&P 500 up 121%. So leaving tech just for a brief moment, I thought I'd look at the drug stocks because surely those are forever stocks, right? Like that should be easy. Like we're always going to need some drugs. There's always these companies doing R&D. They're big. They pay a dividend. These stocks also were extremely hot in the 1990s. I've talked about this in the past about how everyone believed that that kind of performance could just keep going on. But it hasn't, and they haven't been able to recover off of that big rally in the 90s. They've been basically going not that many places <laughs> in the last 20 years. So Pfizer, I took a look at that one again. PFE is a ticker. It's up just 6.5% since January 3rd, 2000 through November 1st, 2019. Again, versus S&P, up 121%. Merck, kind of the same story, up only 10.9% versus 121%. I took a look at, look at Eli Lilly, LLY is a ticker there, and that's performed better, so not as bad, but still underperforming, up 75.5% versus 121% of the S&P 500. So you got a little bit of a drag there, not the greatest returns with the drug stocks, but maybe you've picked better than that. Maybe you, you avoided all of these uh, kind of sectors and you went for maybe the old economy type of companies. I took a look at Sherwin-Williams because that's one of my favorites over the years and I haven't been able to get into it in recent years because it's been on a real hot run and it's just too pricey for me. I won't pay what this is. Ticker is SHW and looking at that one from January 3rd, 2000 through November 1st, 2019, I think you'd be shocked to know 
If you pick that as your forever stock, you're you're doing pretty well. It's up 3,208% in that time period. So think about that. Microsoft up 209%. Sherwin-Williams paints, paints and coatings. They now are one of the largest paint companies in the world because they bought out Valspar. We are all painting our houses, right? up 3,208%. And then I took a look at a name many of you probably aren't familiar with, but it's also uh, kind of one of my favorites too from the old economy. They've been in business 100 years, Parker Hannafin. Their ticker is PH, and they describe themselves as a leader in motion and control technologies in the industrials and aerospace. And then their tagline kind of is to solve the world's greatest engineering challenges. So that's probably why you haven't really heard of them, right? Um, Because it's not a super glamorous area, hot area that many investors think to look. But those stock, uh, that stock up since January 3rd, 2000 through November 1st, 2019, up 589%. So easily beating that S&P 500 by quite a bit because that one's only up 121%. So what's my point in all this, giving you all these just random names, right? Forever is a long time and no company is immune to changes in its industry. Um, interestingly, a company like Parker Hannafin that's been around 100 years is able to adapt itself. And that's what you have to look at. You have to um, constantly evaluate your forever stocks, if that's what you're going to call them, your buy and hold positions, because a lot of things can happen. And uh, sometimes companies just totally fade away or change their business model completely. They're not even doing what they initially were doing, you know, 25, 50, or 100 years before. And take a look at, uh, you know, IBM. That's a good example, right? It was once the jewel of technology. It was the leader in the industry for decades. And now I don't think many of you are even bringing it up. You're not even mentioning it. So that's the challenge of many of you. And I know some of you have said this on StockTwits to me, like, oh, I'll see the problems before they come up, or I know when a company is adding debt or the management isn't good or it's losing a competitive edge. I didn't invest in those banks heading into 2008, 2009. I knew Bear Stearns and Lehman and and all of the banks were, you know, doing bad mortgages <laughs> and uh, not watching where they were loaning their money. I knew all this and I have no problems, but most of us don't know all those things. Even the professionals get caught unaware of some of the things happening behind the scenes, which is why, again, holding until retirement um, or holding like a forever stock and calling it that and thinking you can just close your eyes and walk away is really dangerous and not the greatest. But I know you're all sitting here thinking as well, like, okay, if I can't pick out any of these stocks or their their business model is going to change and it's just too difficult to even beat the averages, even with, you know, the major indexes, even with, um, you know, thinking that they're these great companies like a um, Microsoft or a Cisco is. And some of those are having a hard time even beating the averages over a 20-year time period. Why not just buy the indexes, right? If you want diversity, you don't want to have to be worried about one company not 
not, um, you know, getting it together or having problems over a long period of time, the Vanguard um, S&P 500 ETF is a good option. The ticker is VOO. It has an expense ratio of just 0.03%, which is why people like it as a long-term hold. These Vanguard ETFs are cheap and um, yield 1.93% right now. So you do get a little bit of dividend yield there for your problems. It's never going to be the lottery stock. It's never going to be Sherwin-Williams up 3,208%, right? Or Apple or Tesla, what it's done since it, it first went public. But um, as I've shown here, it's a little difficult sometimes to pick the right forever stock, even though we all loved love to try. We all love to be um, in our individual companies. But as a backup plan, maybe the index is not a bad place to be, um, especially in a bullish market like we're in right now. So that's just some of the analysis you're going to have to make if you're thinking that there are forever stocks. I really don't believe in the concept of the forever. I do believe in buying and holding, but always, uh, you know, reanalyzing the companies, listening in on those conference calls, watch the earnings. Are earnings still growing? Uh, is revenue still growing? And of course, uh, my favorite question is how much? How much am I paying for this company? But um, obviously some companies... They know what they're doing and they are able to adapt. So that is the challenge with the forever stocks. And we got to keep, keep analyzing, keep researching. So let me recap some of the stock tickers I talked about here. If you want to go check out some of these companies and some of the stocks charts uh, to take a look too, because... Uh, maybe the rally isn't over with some of these. We had General Motors, which is now GM, Ford, which is F, just F, Microsoft, MSFT, Apple, AAPL, Cisco, CSCO. I talked about IBM, ticker IBM there. We had the drug companies, Pfizer, PFE, Merck is MRK, Eli Lilly is LLY, Sherwin-Williams, big winner, SHW, Parker Hannafin, not too shabby either, PH. And then if you just want the index, Vanguard's S&P 500 index ETF is VOO. And as always, as we get to the end of the year here, I'm going to be having my end of the year shows on the Market Edge. I have uh, John Blank coming up in a couple of weeks to talk about our favorite topic, whether or not there will be a recession in 2020. We've covered this every year and so far we've been right on our analysis about whether or not the recession is coming. And um, so that'll be a good one. And I'll be going over what's worked in 2019 and what we're looking for in 2020, um, what stocks are on the horizon and what we think about this bull rally we've had here in 2019. So you don't want to miss a single episode. You can get us as always on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and many other platforms. Just Google Zach's Market Edge and subscribe somewhere so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.